0: Hello and again, welcome to BitDepth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Austin Scott. Otherwise known as... King Scott. Um, otherwise known as uh, Slick Vic, aka
1: the World Monarch, aka a bunch of other silly shit. Austin
0: Powers. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the real
1: Austin Powers by some. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to have you. I love the stuff that you're doing. And um, yeah, so who are you? What do you do?
1: Uh, King Scott, uh, co-founder of the Digital Cowboys uh, with my friend uh, DJ Zay, Isaiah Franks, shout out to my guy. Um, But yeah, basically just been DJing since we were freshmen at UCO, Um, started doing just like college parties and stuff, Um, used that to kind of push us to like grow creatively and in business and um, co-founded a company in 2018. Um, The main thing we've been doing is just collaborating with other people who want to like throw parties or do virtual events or, um, you know, hosted mixtapes or hosted remixes and stuff like that. We're just um, trying to stay active with the community and engaged. But the main thing I would say is DJing parties like Isaiah, myself. We just try to knock it out the park every time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And is that what Digital Cowboys is? Yeah, I mean, so we picked the
1: name Digital Cowboys, um, really, like, kind of inspired from a, a, a trip to Dallas, Texas, where we were actually watching a um, a Rico Nasty and Key concert. I want to say it was 2017 when we actually, like, came up with a name for it. And um, we were just, like, really inspired by the concert for a lot of weird reasons. Some of it was, like, based on, like, just the crowd response to some of the local talent versus, like, talent we thought was bigger And, um, excuse me, I had to burp a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, the name digital cowboys kind of also came from just like the pioneer decks we were using. We were just like pioneer cowboy digital. We were just trying to put cool stuff together. Um, but yeah, digital cowboys came from that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really what we're about is just trying to like really bring new sounds to the space or just like our unique perspective on, You know, some of the things we listen to and some of the things that like get us excited in a party setting. So um, we're very grateful to like a lot of the people who we've collaborated with um, to do community stuff as well. That's one thing that I would say over the past few years, we've gotten like a little bit better at and a little more organized with just because of who we've been able to collaborate. Um, You know, people like my guy Tyler Traxler with Within Without, um, Julius, Lane, Chris. You know, everybody at uh, Chateau Casa House, um, anytime we do like uh, live events, a lot of times there will be um, either partial or full donation of the proceeds to um, uh, organizations like Sisu Youth who help out yeah. um, homeless L- LGBTQ uh, youth. And I feel like that's something I'm really grateful that they've let me, you know, share in as an ally. Yeah. Um, that's really cool to like, support the community out here there's not a lot of ways direct action um can be applied when we're all sort of sort of stuck in the consumption mindset and i i like that we can like have fun and have a party and then like you know give back so that's one thing i've i've seen kind of adapt over the time with digital cowboys is just like community involvement for sure
0: hell yeah what this is just like random but like what were you majoring in at uco (laughs)
1: <laughs> this yeah, is gonna yeah, of yeah. random but this is good um so at first I want to say it was uh, it was international business I remember and then it was marketing and then um and then I was academically suspended and then I came back and I think it was still marketing when I came back and then I dropped um but literally I just
0: <laughs> college is, is
1: bullshit college, well yes college is definitely bullshit I want to say that for the record like college is a scam (laughs) if you're paying for college you're not good at youtube i'm sorry um (laughs) um, but that's this is also me talking this is self-talk to me as well so don't think that i'm like but um but yeah so like the main reason though that you know the suspension and then the dropping is just like it's difficult to show up to class when you have beats you want to finish sure (laughs) like it just is um at least for me specifically, you know, go to class if class stuff is what you're good at and what you want to do with your life. But I, I had to keep making beats. I had to get better.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, we've sort of lost the whole point of like school at some point down the line. And it's like, oh, I'm passionate about this thing. I want to learn about it. Yeah. And it's like, so if you're passionate about making beats and you're going to like keep making beats. Exactly.
1: So yeah, I, I feel like honestly, some of the more communal aspects of school kind of led me into actually following my passions, but Mm -hmm. the specific like academia part. um, And again, I'm not, that's the thing too. The reason why I I think school is a scam is not because I think like, oh, bettering yourself and trying to get smarter is bad. It's because you are dumping most of your uh, material value from a monetary perspective standpoint into something that's going to put you in the debt for longer Ever. yeah forever and also like the piece of paper isn't going to do what you think the piece of paper does like and even after getting pieces of paper i got my uh certificate for digital cinema production over at o triple c and like i'm still out here like looking for stuff to do i'm looking to looking for work but that that's my main thing with it just like it's very clearly part of this large capitalist u.s mm-hmm. Ponzi scheme that, you know, interacts with you on all levels of your life. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have three of them. So <laughs> hey, hey, exactly.
1: We're, we're speaking with a degreed man here. So I'm not just shouting at nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I went through it and I'm still like, you know, if, if you want to go to college, like do it and get a get a cool scholarship from someone who cares about you. Or <laughs> Yeah. Right. Or like maybe talk to someone who does have that degree and is like, hey, you know, What would you do in college? Like, what were you reading? What were you looking at? And, you know, you could basically get a college degree without the piece of paper. And unfortunately, the like employers are looking for the piece of paper. But like at some point, once you do enough shit, like people are gonna see that, oh, I don't care if this person has a degree. They're doing shit. They're doing the shit that like the whole point of going to college was for. For So, I mean, you can either go to school for the thing or just make the thing. Yeah. You're making the thing.
1: I, I appreciate that. I'm trying to make the thing. I think that point specifically, though, about just, like, the network of college, the people who are there at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really blessed, like, to meet people who are, like, adjacent to, like, ACM or just, like, other, like, profitable things that are going on in the city and from an art perspective without actually having to, like, um, fully sew all my resources into that. And so I'm grateful for that for sure because um, they've given me a lot of insight um specifically my my bro griff like he's put me on to so much shit like i I couldn't even tell you uh what's it called a plus plus wouldn't have sounded as good without some of the insight griff gave me so i definitely you know try to um try to show back that support that people have given me um because i think that's the key to it like finding ways to like help each other outside these systems because these systems were just like meant to give people who don't really create the art, like, access to, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, profit off of the youth as they're developing their talent. And then they're only... But then they wonder why... Uh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, a whole thing. I have a whole thing. I'm sorry. We might get into it. We might not. Yeah, we we probably
0: will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, film stuff. We, we're talking about a little bit of music stuff. Let's talk about a little bit of the, the film stuff. Um One thing I
1: want to say, like, I had some... Really good peers within the um, OCCC, like film community, mm-hmm. um, specifically like people I worked with in the equipment room, people I worked with in the editing lab, my professors. Um, I felt like I had a lot of support and I learned a lot um, so far as far as like on set things. my So my main thing right now, because I've been making beats and music for so long, I really want to get into like scoring on a level pretty soon. I haven't necessarily fully tapped into that. I've done a little bit of like student project stuff, but I'm trying to get into scoring. Um, but I, I had the opportunity to work on uh, on a set over the, I think it was the summertime, 2020, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, 2020, I got to work on um, this uh, television film that came out on Lifetime uh, called Tracking a Killer. Um my guys, Griff and uh, Cash both worked on that as well. And, and a lot of other really cool, yeah. talented people um, in state and out of state. So I'm, I'm grateful I got that experience. I was only on set for a couple of days cause I was just helping Griff um, with some lav mics. I was just like assisting him. Um, so I'm grateful I had um, a solid like, just like team of people, but that was a nice experience. Just like sort of like really experiencing it after like having all those sort of simulations in school. and. Yeah all the like labs and things like that. I think it was a really nice experience. Um, I think like in the future, I'm not, uh, this is going to be on a public platform. So I'm trying to sound <laughs> professional. Um, I'm not like opposed to doing on set stuff, but I really have been spending time trying to get more into post-production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sound effects, Foley, yeah. ADR, all that type of stuff. Um, and uh and scoring, really, just because I've been composing music for a, for a minute now. So I definitely want to start transferring skills that I've been like developing for a while, like actually into yes. the medium on a professional level. Um, but yeah, those are those are definitely the main focuses from the film perspective. Uh I did like a I did sort of a music video for an NFT that I dropped. <laughs> That's yeah. That's, like, another sort of, like, tangent thing. I just felt like it related to film because it's a video. But uh, my friend Brandon Ross, who has helped me on a lot of stuff, uh, helped me shoot that uh, along with my friend Wyatt Knapp. Um, and that, that was a really cool experience. Just, like, not even because it was, like, we didn't shoot it with the coolest or craziest cameras, but I was just like, okay, let me actually take time to, like, build out shots. Let me take time to, like, see what the landscape of something is and like plan out steps and mm-hmm. and and the editing process too. So I was like uh, an assistant in the editing lab uh, at OCCC. So I was a student employee uh, tutoring some of the editing students who would come in and then like helping them finish their projects and things like that. Uh, but yeah, editing is something I've been doing for a minute too, because... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm just, like, rambling on to, No,
0: you're good. But these
1: these are all the things that you do. I'm asking about you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just, like, trying to calm down and, like, slowly get to each thing, you know, in a way that makes sense. Because now I'm, like, jumping through different timelines. So, like, before I even, like, went to OCCC, like, if this was actually during uh, academic suspension that first time at UCO, I was helping my father with um, this website he has called culturosity.com. And basically what he was just trying to do was— shed some light on some of the, um, some of the events that were happening in the artistic community locally. Um, We did a lot of stuff with like um, dope poetry at ice event center and some other people who just had like different events or like small businesses in the area, just like highlighting that. And I spent a lot of time like filming different content for that and filming interviews. And that like before I didn't even really like want to be doing that, to be honest, like it was like (laughs) kind of a thing that I, was pushed into doing but it was something that I enjoyed doing like while I was doing it you know what I'm saying and it gave me a skill set that is valuable to me now um one of my mentors actually um Jay Wiggins shout out to him he's a photographer and a filmmaker in Oklahoma City that's my OG I appreciate him he like showed me a lot just about like how to set up an interview, like camera angles, like different stuff with photography specifically. So I want to shout out Jay Wiggins specifically when I'm on any sort of public platform talking about film. (laughs) But yeah, that's film. (laughs) That's me and film. Sorry for the the, like weird time travel back to like 2017 and then back to 2020 and then all this other stuff.
0: But I mean, yeah, again, it's it's all the stuff that you're doing and how you get there. And here's a little bit more about like how you got there. At, At what point did you know... Like, man, I got to keep making music. I got to keep making beats. Like when, when did it just like grab you and never let go? That,
1: that's a good question. Um, I don't know. It, I felt like it was pretty early on. Cause like my initial even reason for making beats was just to like work through some emotions, um, some kind of, some kind of, uh, Petty emotions, but like definitely some something I was going through at the time. And um, I was like, okay, this is like a really good way to express myself. And I like putting it out and I like getting feedback. And even if everybody doesn't like it, like it makes me feel good. I think the main thing was it just kept uh, being satisfying to me personally. And I was just like, okay, people, you know, can create careers doing this. So I should just like keep going and. Uh, until I'm like forced to stop mm-hmm. then like I'll stop if maybe possibly if they can stop me. Right. Um, I doubt it. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it was pretty early on, man. I just, that's the thing too. So I have a little bit of like prior to the whole like college beat making experience. I have like a little bit of musical experience just cause I did a uh, band in like sixth and seventh grade. I was in percussion um, and so I have a decent sense of like rhythm and stuff like that. Um, I'm not necessarily a trained musician on the other fronts, but I can, you know, I can program some beats. That's that's definitely something I could do. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm confident in that. I think, though, as far as like when it hooked me and like felt like I had to just keep doing it, it was pretty early on just because um, having an outlet to feel like you can safely express the things that you're feeling emotionally Uh, is very powerful and I think you know I I want that feeling for for everyone
0: yeah have you gone back and listened to some of that early stuff and been like ah damn (laughs) like in a good or bad way it's like ah shit like this is so bad or or whatever the other
1: day I actually did this with like um I have this beat called pressed adult swim uh it's on soundcloud now uh, I don't know how many plays it has, it doesn't really matter. But I put like, a, I made like an AMV with it, like an anime music video. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the gra- the visuals I used were from uh, Garden of Words. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's, a, it's an anime film directed by uh, Makoto Shinkai. And it's very beautiful. And it's kind of sad. And it's like, it's a weird like, sort of romance story, but... Um, the way I cut it, I I kind of, I kind of tell the whole story of the film, but not really. I like leave some important parts out, but regardless, like it was one time where I got to like play with like film timing Yeah. and, um, also like the origin of the beat itself for me came from an emotional place. And I was just like, man, it's interesting to like be so far removed from that and just be like able to look at this as like music and be like, this is pretty good. (laughs) Like, so I was I was kind of pleasantly, I think often, not often because I don't look back that much, but when I do look back very often, I'm like, okay, this is either pretty good or like I see where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing I'm grateful for. Like It seems like I'm building, uh, I feel like I'm building a sound. I feel like I'm building, excuse me, I'm building like some sort of story arc over the course of the entire thing and that's really what i want
0: yeah let's talk uh influences like what what were you inspired by both like musically but also uh you know media wise talk about anime i always see you wearing your evangelion hoodie and i'm like damn gotta talk to this dude you can talk evangelion
1: for sure <laughs> for sure influences are great man influences are all we have i'm like looking in your studio right now like spider-man <laughs> spider-man alone like when i was a young child was easily my favorite superhero. So I definitely appreciate that. But like, okay. So references, let's go. Okay. So um, we're going to get into like some deeper stuff at some point, but I want to say like a lot of the art references come from uh, getting into more like being, uh, having the freedom to explore more secular music as I got older and so, um, I'm interested to like talk about sort of how that comes about, but, uh, I would say like The Weekend, I would say Lil Wayne, I would say Drake, right? I would also say James Blake, I would say FKA Twigs, yeah. I would say obviously Travis Scott, I would say obviously Kid Cudi, um... And again, these are like a lot of vocalists. I'm not even talking about producers yet. I'm right, just talking right. like <laughs> people who are the face of things. Um, let me think. There's there's so many people. That's the thing too. I just, if I don't literally have my phone in front of me, one thing I'm scared of is that we're all going to get older and realize we don't actually know anything. And yeah. we're going to like lose our phone one day. And yeah, like, we're
0: already cyborgs. Yeah, yeah, we are literally
1: already cyborgs. But like, I, li- I consume a lot of music. Like, I'm just going to go Through uh, Tyler the creator is a huge influence on me. I'm not even gonna cap about that,
0: right? Well, I, w- I was even thinking like how Digital Cowboys having like the community aspect of it. it reminds me of uh, Odd Future a little bit for
1: sure. Odd Future was so influential to me, I can't even lie, yeah. man. Like, Odd Future, um, I have like many shout outs about uh, my Odd Future life, so that and that <laughs> is gonna come later too. I- a lot of stuff's gonna come later, I guess. Um I feel like looking through my most recently listened to music isn't going to help with my influences. So I'm going to put my phone back down. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Uh, Let me think. Who are my influences? Okay. Well, definitely from like a production standpoint, I would then again still say like James Blake. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, 40, one of Drake's main producers. Um, I would say people like Monte Booker. I would say people like J-Rob, Sam Gellatry. Uh, that's that's hitting my SoundCloud kind of bag that's the thing too I was like really in my high school sort of transition in between that little like I was doing band and college I'm making beats in high school I was like listening to a lot of stuff yeah and SoundCloud was like the wave I felt like especially like from from like 10th grade from like 11th grade forward for me and I graduated 2015 for context yeah. um did I say Timbaland? You didn't say Timbaland, but I mean, that's that's another big one. Timbaland is like, Timbaland's insane. His
0: Neptunes in the wheelhouse.
1: Neptunes for sure. Are you kidding me? Pharrell, (laughs) Chad, are you kidding me? Of course. Of course. You know, Pusha T, Clips. Uh, Definitely Kanye West, even though I'm going to say now that I don't support a lot of the things Kanye has done in the later part
0: of his career, but. Shout out to Kanye On we'll, some level We'll get to a question About Kanye <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah This seems like the podcast Where people would get To the question about Kanye <laughs> um, Let me see um, I don't like how long It's taking me to pull yeah, up All my references Because I want to show respect To everybody who like Came before me Who I like really uh, listened to And like Who really molded Like how I like to create music mm-hmm. um, I'm like certain There's so many people uh, Oh my gosh
0: it's all good, but I mean, like, we we got a good idea of, of what's in there. Yeah. So uh, let's, I guess let's get into um, what's, like, a deep nitty-gritty thing in, um, I guess, oh, what DAW are you using? Uh, uh, Logic
1: Pro.
0: Okay, yeah. What's What's, like, a deep nitty-gritty or, like, advanced thing that you're, like, proud of or that, like, is kind of a signature for you? And, like...
1: You know what? I'm going to, like... I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to kind of not answer your question because it's not necessarily a signature thing for me. Okay, so I just figured out two things. So I'm going to kind of answer your question and then I'm going to kind of not answer your question. So one thing that I would say that I've done up to this point that I think like um, at least for me is emblematic of like a few projects and how I like to compose things. I like to like either for the beginning part or the second part of the song, like it fully be like the same thing, but just slowed down. I want, I like to have people have the experience of experiencing however it was originally like meant to be. And then just like really a lot slower. You can pick out all the individual details. It's usually pitched down a little bit as well, just cause, and that's also like a little bit of Texas influence, like uh, you know, like chopped and screwed music and stuff like that, that I came up listening to. So um, definitely like, just tempo changes and pitch changes are like very, uh, synonymous with a lot of the stuff I've done. And then, but the other thing I was gonna say was like, lately I've been like trying to mess with like bit crushers and just like using that to like, using that to like fill space a little bit and make it feel a little more comfortable, a little more warm. And so um, that, that's been one thing I've been experimenting with on some unreleased stuff. Um, that a couple of my friends have heard, but yeah, I, I would say that's probably like the main nitty gritty stuff. I'm again, like, I feel like I've been doing it for a few years, but I am still very much in the beginning phases of under fully understanding, like engineering mm-hmm. specifically. And that's what I'll say. I think I can compose. I think I can arrange things, but like engineering, I'm like still, I'm still trying to figure out how some of y'all do some of the stuff that you do right. and I will... I will figure it out. <laughs> it's the last thing I do.
0: Right. Um, so then going to like kind of more like philosophical musical questions, is there such a thing as bad music?
1: That's a good question. Um, I mean, everything's subjective. I think for sure there's stuff that I would listen to and just be like, This is trash, but like excuse me. But I'm also like not the type of person like say that directly to whoever i'm not like i'm not a online person who's like oh this sucks like oh you this is one. like although if i felt like well no not even no even if like an artist i really liked put out something that i just wasn't feeling i probably would keep my opinion to myself or and not to say that everyone has to do that i'm not saying this like this is law i'm just saying this is how i operate like i don't know the whole idea of like bad music yeah, it's subjective. There's music I don't like. There's music other people don't like. I'm sure there's stuff that I've done. I, In fact, I know that there's stuff that I have done that I thought was really cool that other people thought was just like not good at all. And so that's that's totally fine. And everyone is fully entitled to their opinion. And I actually appreciate that we all have different perspectives. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And now kind of the the Kanye question, uh, do you separate art from the artist?
1: That is that's a really good question. I feel like... The best way to contextualize those types of questions are for yourself. Like, in your own art, do you separate yourself from it? Do you separate who you are as a person from the ways that you express yourself? I think that there kind of has to be some sort of separation as an individual from it because, you know, at least for me, art's inspired by a moment. Uh, or a feeling, something that I've I've actually experienced or a scenario that I'm creating, but somewhere rooted in like a real feeling for me. And I don't think it'd be very healthy if I just like dwelled on every single feeling behind every beat every time I heard it. Yeah. It's difficult to sometimes because sure. you hear it and you're like, that reminds me of that moment. But, you know, uh, particularly how that relates to like the art from the artist thing is just like, they're saying something in a moment and it was recorded like we are right now, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's not to say that people aren't responsible for what they put out and how they put it out, but we're all living in a moment. Yeah, Music is kind of an illusion because it's magic and it, Mm -hmm. it you're feeling a moment, you're feeling several fabricated moments recorded at different times, put together, edited and packaged. Um, my main point with that is people can change and people can have different perspectives on something or grow and uh, may not necessarily co-sign everything that was behind the art. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, again, I don't want to say that because we're talking about, if we're talking about in the context of Kanye specifically, I I don't want to say that as like a scapegoat for some of the like wilder things that Kanye has done. (laughs) I just, I want to say that as like a human empathy thing for us all, like individually who, choose to create or choose to like intake creations just like understanding that you know even though it it comes from genuine real feelings that a person felt in a moment it is also a very hopefully a very well packaged fabrication and it is literally magic so um I think we'd be we do well to keep that in mind but I almost feel like it didn't answer the question though because like I also am like, you are what, you you are what you do. You know what I'm saying? You are what you do. You can say that you're a good person. You can like put on airs of being like, and it's not even about, again, a good person. We went into direct morality and I can't, yeah, I can't tell you if you're a good person, you'd have to survive your own life. You have challenges you have to overcome. You have to get it out the mud sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to say though Specifically to directly answer your question I do separate the art from the artist But that doesn't absolve People of responsibility Especially like in a public eye Or just like their responsibility To whoever they feel responsible to
0: mm-hmm. Yeah And and again the question always comes up In the context of Kanye Because Kanye isn't so much like He's not like freaking Bill Cosby or anything Like he didn't You know he hasn't assaulted people and like created awful trauma he's just an asshole exactly and it's like
1: but that's why it's good to use him in the context of the conversation because there is at least somewhere there has to be some type of gray area literally because of that you know what i'm saying because it's not that extreme it's it's a lot of performance shit it's a lot of vocal things that you're saying it's not direct harm to a lot of people so um we have the space to sit here and talk about it because it's that way.
0: Yeah. But I mean, so I guess, and the other reason for that question is like, you'd kind of mentioned that like, eh, you're not feeling Kanye as much. Is is it because of the things that he said or is it just because like, you know, he's kind of gone off the deep end. You don't really like his music anymore.
1: I would say that some of the things that he've, he's done have like, And again, people don't have to live their lives this way, but it's like actually stopped me from even like Mm -hmm. attempting to listen to the music, like to this, to the moment that we're recording this podcast right now, I haven't heard a a moment of Kidsy Ghost other than maybe like a Twitter clip or something. Um, The other day, my friend made me listen to uh, On God because Pierre Bourne produced it. And I'm a huge Pierre Bourne fan. Pierre Bourne is a big influence on me as well. That's someone that I definitely need to vocally say is an influence pierre Bourne. shout out to pierre Bourne. um but what's it called uh yeah so i listened to that track and that was pretty cool like that's the thing too i bet some of the kanye art that has come out like i would like it but that's also part of the reason why i'm like okay i i feel like as a fan i care about him Mm. and i would like you know things in his life to go well but i also don't know what things going well in his life are. I know he's getting divorced right now, but (laughs) some people, including myself, might think divorce is cool. Some people might think that, you know, you got to do what's best for like actually raising a family. Mm -hmm. And if you're fighting all the time, that's not helpful. So, uh, I don't know. There's, there's different ways to look at everything. Mm -hmm. There's, there's in fact an entire demographic who probably thinks a lot of what he's doing isn't wild at all. So, yeah,
0: yeah. you know, (laughs) uh, Last couple of questions on this front. What's something people don't normally know about you?
1: Um, don't normally know about me. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm that well known. I could just say like any random thing about my life. Uh, my middle name is Victor.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> I'll say that. that. That gives me confidence. That makes me feel like in most situations, if I put my mind to it, I can win.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, last one, what advice do you have for people that want to do what you're doing? Start making beats, start uh, DJing stuff, start doing film stuff even. What advice do you got?
1: I would say, and this is kind of messed up because I'm doing, well, okay. So I'm going to answer your question and do like triple cross promotion. Watch right, this. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to say the same thing that I said on Circle Lotus Media, there which you go. Santiago's going to be on very soon. <laughs> Um, but just literally just try, like if you feel like it could be something that does something for you or, um, provides value to your life or makes you feel something like, just try it and just give it a shot. You know, um, if you, if you're not happy with how it sounds or how it feels to do it, or, you know, the things that you have available to you, just like keep pushing through it if you want, if you want it that badly. Um, and I say if you want it that badly, not to say like I've achieved a thing that you have to like push so hard to get through, but just like perseverance over time in the face of uh, capitalist obstacles is definitely um, something I, I, I try to take a moment sometimes to just like appreciate that I've been able to do. And I, I want that for everybody. I want us to be able to um, feel fulfilled in what we spend our time doing. So like if that's something that you think could fulfill how you spend your time, definitely just give it a shot. Like, you never know what could come of it. You can make something that um, inspires you or changes your whole life. So go for it.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) Switching gears into the deep questions. Deep questions. (laughs) (laughs) What is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? That's a very good question.
1: Um, So I would say when I was younger, like from birth till probably like, 1516 i like came up in the the christian church yeah. um a few different denominations that i probably like don't really remember but <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. um and that that sentence there is probably emblematic of like how i feel about it just like i was brought there because it was a family thing and you know at one point even my dad was like a pastor yeah. um which is crazy to me cuz he's like a theater actor now and i'm like that's the same thing <laughs> yeah. um and he's really good and he w- he was great as a pastor and he's he's a great actor i feel like and um but yeah i think uh for me personally it's not religion specifically is not something that i connect to i definitely um i feel like we're all connected i feel like the universe um i'm not sure about the active will of the universe, but I just feel like we're all connected and there's definitely an energy out there that is um, uh, akin to divinity for sure. I I definitely, I try to personally like meditate and take time to um, be with myself and be with earth and be with um, family and be with just people who, enrich my spirit. Um, But as far as like religion specifically, that's not something I get into. I don't shame anyone who, you know, chooses to practice any religion. I think that that is great to dedicate your life to something like that. That's, you know, not like actually violently slaughtering people. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, I do feel like a lot of the way we were brought into religion um, comes from, violent terrible capitalist things and you know it's difficult to wrestle with that because it's also like everything some people believe in um so that's that's definitely i I really do like that question though because i came up in it you know what i'm saying I, i know what it's like but just for me personally it felt like going through the motions a little bit it felt like an activity i had to go do on sunday and sometimes on wednesday and you know um but, but again, I don't want to like say that, like, I don't have respect for people who believe whatever, mm-hmm. just me specifically, I'm not into, um, I'm not into specifically, I'll say Christianity, because I haven't really explored a lot of other religions. That's not to say that I couldn't, you know, get into something else, but, uh, right now I wouldn't say that I'm specifically religious. Yeah,
0: yeah. So then with that, what is your definition of God? God, uh. So my
1: definition of God, lately, it's been shaped, unfortunately, by loss and death. But like uh, when MF Doom passed a little while ago, um, it was wild because they said he passed on Halloween, but they didn't release the news until like December or something. And I'm just, I I, I think about that. That's so, that's crazy, but it's, it's interesting because when you don't get the news, like as it's happening or whatever, uh, you maybe don't feel that energetic release that you would normally like oh my god like the flattening out of losing that person um and especially because it's not like someone i even personally know it's just a a person i look up to mf doom also huge influence Uh, that's what's going to happen is i'm going to remember the influence (laughs) as i'm talking and i'm going to go back to that question so thank you for (laughs) that um but uh when mf doom passed i think one of his family members says something like um thank you to the all and I don't know what spiritual practice that comes from specifically calling God or the universe, the all. But I like that. Yeah. I like the all because, you know, um, you know, we think of spirit. I think we a lot of times think of spirituality uh, in the context of like living beings. Mm-hmm. I lately I've been just trying to like literally wrap my mind around um god developing the entire material reality Mm -hmm. that i'm in including inanimate objects and molecules of things that i need to breathe and sunshine and space and the vacuum Mm -hmm. and everything that's uh scary about things that we can't touch but uh but just like and even in like inanimate objects like i'm not thinking like someone did a presto changeo, magic spell to make the shelf appear a man or a woman or a person who doesn't identify with those genders built that shelf and took time to do that and they were paid and the money that they were paid fed their family Mm -hmm. and their family expelled the waste of the food and it went back into the soil and the soil grew whatever Um, or not in the soil. I don't know where, I don't know where shit goes in the septic system. I'm just talking right now. I'm trying to sound deep and cool. Sorry guys.
0: But, but like you're not wrong and it's also not deep at the same time. Yeah. It it turned into shit and then it like all kind of cycles again anyways.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like matter can't be created or destroyed according to science. And I'm, I'm with the science wave personally. So like that's, that's kind of how I look at Uh, our spiritual essence. I don't know if it like goes to what some might call like the astral plane or, you know, I have some friends who are into stuff like that, but like, uh, yeah. Damn, I'm losing. What was the, no, I mean, just what, what is God to you? What is God to me? Yeah. The all is what I would say. I like the all as a concept, like even my ability to form words right now. Yeah. (laughs) What is free will? Free will, I think free will is, um, free will is the ability to perceive your circumstances and make decisions based on those circumstances. Um, I don't believe that we're as in control of the circumstances that we're born into, but I do believe that with the agency that we have been given magically by this crazy realm that allows me to have fingers. Um <laughs> You know, we do have the ability to take action once we understand what our place is within uh, the world, kind of. So free will, I would say, generally is just like that, that actual ability to like perceive your circumstances and then make decisions based on what those circumstances have given you. Um, that's that's how I would describe free will personally.
0: Sweet. That's, like, one of the, like, most well-wrapped-up answers to that question I've heard so far. Thank you. I appreciate
1: <laughs> that. I just, I just thought of it on the spot, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you think happens when we die? Man. Well,
1: for sure, our heart stops, and we piss ourselves, and our body gets all, like, uh, very rigid. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. And that's, like one thing that one thing that kind of confuses me about people is our fixation with that mm. um I, I mean it makes sense logically because we lose people and we miss them and we would like to know where they went um but you know and, and this is this is just like a young perspective me answer i can see older me looking back and thinking i'm just silly but like mm-hmm. I'm very focused on appreciating and enjoying every moment that I'm living in just in case like, this is it. Cause if this is it, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have interest in, um, (laughs) most deaf said this in like, a a podcast with Talib Kweli lately. He was like, uh, the God I serve doesn't have interest in my misery. And he also said, I don't even have interest in my own misery. So um, I like to think that, one, I like to say that I definitely am not jacking like the concept of hell. Like I don't, I'm not into that. I don't believe in that um, personally. Uh, But just in general, like, I'm not sure where we go. Some people have a lot of theories where we go. People have talked about it and written books about it. I haven't even really dove deep into that because I'm really, really focused on trying to like appreciate every moment that I have in my life. So I don't want to like not answer your question by being like, oh, I don't know. Uh, Oh, excuse me. We go to like, you know, we go to a little small uh, pyramid of reflected light that's like outside of what we would consider the universe. And it's I said cube shaped, but it's like multi geometric and constantly moving. And
0: it's just a tesseract.
1: It's basically a tesseract and it's just like light energy. And, uh, and then like the big bang will recycle and then we'll like completely forget our existence and then come back as a differently living being or not. But cool. That's, that's (laughs) what I'm going to say for, for everybody wanting a direct answer. Austin gave it to you.
0: There you go. Or you know, I don't know It's also about it. Yeah, I, I want to be very clear. I don't know. I'm
1: I am not the person with answers. If you happen to stumble upon this podcast in some sort of like in any situation, but I was gonna say in some sort of like post-apocalyptic right. future dig up of like how do we find the answers that they had? This is not the answers that we had for civilization. I don't I do not know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Besides uh, everything that was going on in the civilization that led to the apocalypse, you know, we weren't going to have the answer. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. You think it. we got we didn't the answers? prevent? It. We caused
1: this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I won't say we caused this.
0: We were given circumstances. Yeah. We were kind of just victims
1: in this whole yeah, thing. A little bit.
0: <laughs> Why did our parents have us? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How do you determine what good behavior is?
1: Um, I think- in the most broad sense, good behavior is just like uh, not harming others or um, creating situations that cause harm. Um, I think that's the best way I want to put it because I think, you know, the idea of like crime and even like, you know, religious morality gets into areas where we're, we're, you know, isolating people and persecuting them and telling them that they're not who they are and all this other shit that's you know that's just like a a very obvious grab for control for people who are insecure themselves about their own existence just like we all are that's that's kind of why i like the god questions because like aren't we all just so terrified that we're like (laughs) sentient and alive and breathing and shit like that's so crazy to even imagine that we could imagine Mm -hmm. um But yeah, I would just say um, good behavior is just not causing harm because like crime and stuff like that, like theft, I'm not into possession in any form. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not to say that I don't have things that I care about and that I'm trying to develop. But just like this idea with possessing things and holding on to things causes us to do a lot of bad things and. Just as a result of insecurity and a lot of other stuff. But yeah, in yeah. general, um, just like not causing harm and not creating situations that cause harm.
0: Yeah. And just, that's just a great, a great way to sum that up. <laughs> um, how do we reduce the division between people?
1: How do we reduce the division between people? Um You know what? I'm going to actually reject the premise of your question. Cool. I'm going to say that reducing the division, uh, reducing the division is a thing to cause another thing, right? Like if we reduce the division, that's closer to peace on earth, allegedly, right? Mm. I think that one thing we all should remember as people, as much as we crave um, connection with others, we also, like, have things that other people, like, can't deal with or can't tolerate or, you know, for their own sanity or safety or whatever reason. And I th- I don't think that all forms of division are unnatural. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, obviously, like, when we talk about division, a lot of times the context is racial and it's, like, mm. based in segregation and stuff. But I'm like, okay, well, if we're going to talk about that, like why are black people even on this continent? Why, Mm -hmm. like who divided us, who, who drew the districts, who gerrymandered, all this other stuff, like, you know, um, division, division as an idea of, um, as an idea of like something we need to like solve and go against like, yes, but like, I think the, the answer comes from the root, Mm -hmm. like, there are people who created division and they set up these systems and these systems still go on and these systems govern everything that we do. And so as long as they govern everything, do everything we do, the principles, the underlying core values of that are prevalent. Like, so, um, but yeah, just on that, I would say like, so my actual answer to that question is stopping the division, just like, Destroy the hierarchies. Yeah. I'm going to try to not say that too many times (laughs) into a mic because I do want to get a little bit of money. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, but also, but also destroy the hierarchies. Right. (laughs) You didn't hear it from me, but you know. Yeah.
1: You didn't hear it from either of us. That was uh, the disembodied voice of Spider Man, who's a real life Marvel superhero.
0: Something in this room said, Eat the rich. i have to say real
1: quick <laughs> into, okay into a, like a podcast I'm like just because i thought this was, this was funny and this might like fuck shit up in the future if i'm ever like really important but like there's this instagram video of uh diddy by his pool eating mangoes and like overlooking the ocean first off he has like a huge pool but like next to the ocean so yeah. it's so ridiculous and then he's like eating mangoes and like he's like obviously kind of drunk and he's like just he's like man you could be eating mangoes too in front of the ocean man like i'm not no different than you i just wanted it bad i'm like the rich looking pretty delicious they over here eating mangoes they getting baked in the sun they boiling in the water like i don't know i just feel like diddy's ribs might be delicious
0: i mean yeah, and you know all those years of like really like ingrained misogyny. The yeah, it, was, it could be
1: pretty tasty. Could could be pretty tasty. He's he's gonna be like a a nice roided out steak. <laughs>
0: uh, anyways, <laughs> do you believe humans are evil by nature?
1: Um, I think the word evil comes. From- I don't know that this is fact. I'm not a philosopher or a scholar. So don't take anything I'm saying as fact. But I think the word evil is misogynistic. (laughs) I I think evil comes from Adam and Eve in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And Eve made us do the original sin. Um, (laughs) No, but like, as far as like evil, as we understand it as a word now, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think humans really are just like, Mostly trying to survive, even when they're doing bad stuff. And um, if they're not, it's usually due to some other thing going on. Um, I don't know. Like, even being good, you're good because you were inspired to be good because you felt like that was the survival tactic that would help you, I feel like, you know, at a very core-based animal level. That's what I think it is. So, I mean, maybe people are inherently evil because we have that capacity to, like, go there if we need to but I just think most things are motivated by a situation
0: yeah yeah <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future um, as we just mentioned the P. Diddy looking Yeah, thing. I mean
1: <laughs> I would like if we get to like a eat the rich moment I'm just like I'm also aware of how much privilege I have in the context of the entire planet. And, you know, I like, I eat pretty much every day and I sleep under a roof and I was able to drive here today. So like to some people, I look just as delicious as Diddy, I'm sure. 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 So like, um, but that would be cool if we could like get the shackles of capitalism off of us. Um, don't know if that will happen because Maybe this answers my last question. I don't know if I think people are evil, but I don't trust people. (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't. And, um, you know, it probably has more to do with me internally and my own stuff. But like, yeah, I don't don't necessarily trust humanity to always make the right decisions for stuff. And I think there's a very large, there's some pretty huge examples (laughs) of how we can fuck things up that are pretty easy to not fuck up. Even from like a, because the government thing is like a big mascot thing. So all you have to do is just make sure that the mascot is palatable and you decide to not make the mascot palatable, then, well, we don't care if anything's palatable now. So that's what I think is coming. Just like more radicalization of every single tiny thing, probably, Mm -hmm. most likely, just because like access is only going to expand. And when access expands, we're going to, you know, we're already cyborgs, like you said, like, I need this to get around. Yeah. Um, just more cyborg stuff I personally for an optimistic future I'd love if we could have an eat the rich moment but not very trusting of us all to do it hopefully that motivates y'all <laughs> <laughs> but no no uh, but yeah a cool eat the rich moment would be cool so that's what I'm gonna say for optimis- optimistic
0: Optimistic. That, that actually is my next question is what are you optimistic about for a future
1: um So I'm going to go back to being personal and selfish for a moment. I'm optimistic because I think I'm going to get pretty good at making music. I think I'm decent now. I think I'm going to get pretty good. If I keep going and I maintain my health and my um, passion for it, I think I'm going to get pretty good at making music. That's what I'm going to say. Um, uh, What am I optimistic about for the future? I think like on some level socially it does feel like we are progressing like as much as I'm so inclined to just not trust humanity and all of the sort of um signaling that we do I just feel like some things have gotten better some things have um become a little bit easier I'm so hesitant to say stuff like that cuz I'm sure, sure. I'm I'm an optimistic person personally but I don't want the perception to be that I'm just like unaware that things are actually very terrible in a lot of ways, but like um, they're slightly less terrible than um, certain points in history. And I won't say all points in history because sometimes they reverse things, Mm. but uh, yeah, I would just say like socially we are progressing a little bit. I'm personally gonna get better at making music. I'm, gonna be better at uh, a lot of aspects of the filmmaking thing too. i'm I'm moving back into the selfish mode. I feel like I talk so much about like society and God and
0: mF doom <laughs> which depending who you ask, same thing.
1: real talk yo <laughs> that's the thing too. <laughs> uh, God, society mF doom one day, like not too many days previous to now see i can't even talk anymore like a few days ago <laughs> um i was like telling my dad like everything that happened in revelations in the bible like already happened <laughs> and like we're just like some of us are just like running around like looking for it And i'm like i can show you the dates yeah yeah it's <laughs> like hitler this 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 but anyway yeah Um, I forgot the original question. I'm going off on too many tangents. I'm having too much fun. You're really good at this. I got to say, you've created, you've cultivated an environment where I feel comfortable and I feel like just saying any little random thought that comes to me.
0: This this is great. That's exactly what I want. We're here to understand you. Thank you. I appreciate that. What makes you content? Oh
1: man, Um, spending time with my friends makes me very content. Um. Finishing a nice piece of music makes me very content. Um, legally smoking medical cannabis makes me very content. Yeah. Um, also free everybody on the planet locked up for weed and yeah. any other non-violent drug offenses. Just want to say that to be very clear. Um, what else makes you content? Um, just a personal sense of peace for a few moments makes me feel pretty content. Um, I would say in a lot of ways, (laughs) this is going to, I hope this doesn't sound sad. Like in a lot of ways, I don't really feel content because I feel like there's things that I need to do. And there's just things that, that need to be done in general that, you know, are going to take a bit of action and motivation and things like that. And, and even beyond like the scope of my own lifetime, I'm like, so much should happen for other people who get to be here. Um, but I don't know. I think, um, there's a few things that make me content and they keep me content enough to where I feel sane most of the time. So, and, and I would probably even rank it like that. Like spending time with my friends makes me feel really, really content. I, I'm very grateful for the friends that I have right now. Um, but yes friends music uh, some weed uh mangoes actually which is so funny i was just talking about like the right, diddy right, mangoes right. thing <laughs> i love mangoes i love mango flavored anything yeah. um uh like the like the mango uh humex cans like the the little blue ones mm-hmm. uh the guava the guava humex oh, wow. look man we
0: <laughs> we could have had a whole hour long podcast about the guava humex <laughs> um fun fact uh mangoes are the most eaten fruit in the world that's
1: beautiful i'm so glad that i learned that today because mangoes are probably i know that they're my little brother tyler's favorite fruit they're probably up there with me as well i love mangoes
0: (laughs) um kind of you mentioned it a little bit but next question is when will you be satisfied
1: um when will i be satisfied I don't know if I'll ever be satisfied.
0: I don't know, man. Like, but that is a valid answer.
1: Yeah. I, I, that, that is kind of how I feel. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm just like not grateful and not like overall happy. Like, I am. I feel really good about my life. I have joy, you know, I think. Personally, from a career perspective, I would be satisfied when I make enough money doing the things that I do to live comfortably and help the community in ways that I would like. Um, yeah. And I'm able to do a little bit of that now without <laughs> making a living. But like I would like to be able to do that where I'm comfortably able to make a living and support myself. Yeah. Um, uh, that's definitely one area of personal satisfaction. Uh, I th- I'm thinking I'm going to be satisfied at the end of this Loki series. Um, I just finished watching episode five with my homie Cole. And no spoilers. No spoilers, I promise. I just want to say that. No, I would never, I'm not, that's not even in my character. <laughs> but I just want to say it's made me feel really good. And I I hope and I actually think that I'm gonna be satisfied with how it ends. Um but that I'll say for now, those will be my answers about uh when I'll be satisfied. <laughs>
0: and then um Two more questions. What advice do you have for people in general?
1: Man, in general, I would say try to create situations in your life where you feel the most comfortable being honest with yourself and others. Um, honesty is beautiful, even when it's like tough, mm. even when it's like kind of shitty. Um, I, I prefer it in, mo- in most situations. I think I prefer honesty. Um, what else? Just general advice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, take CMOS and I'm not going to explain anything else about that. Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. And so like, you know, have fun Googling.
1: Yep. (laughs) Literally just take CMOS. (laughs) Um, tell people you love them. Like, just do it. Who cares? Uh, It's not that hard. It accomplishes a lot. It accomplishes... Well, even if if it doesn't feel like it accomplishes the most, saying it, you know, the English language is limited, in my opinion. I would say language in general is limited as a form of expression for me personally. Words are not the best way that I express myself. Um, But... You know, letting people know that you care about them in a deep way, even if you don't say I love you specifically, whatever way you say I love you. I think it's important to let people know that while we are still here in what we know is the material realm. So um, what else, man? I I mean, those those, those are great pieces of advice. I think so, too. And I also want to say I'm not the guy to be (laughs) giving advice. You don't look at my... Life and think that you should pattern yourself after me. There's a lot of things that I could do better that I need to do better. So I'm not the person to, um, you know, give you all the best advice. But if that helps you, those are just my general pieces of advice. Sweet.
0: Last question, potentially most importantly, cake or pie? This is a very good question.
1: Um, I'm gonna actually say pie. I would say, Over the course of my life, I've probably been more of a cake person, but I feel like as I get older, certain sweets I like less. And I would say more often than not, like cake frosting just be like really sweet sometimes. It's just a lot on your system. And um, that's not to say there's not sweet pies out there, but I I like a pie with a good flaky crust. I like, I like a nice apple pie. I like a nice peach cobbler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's also like types of pies that are like, not like just fruit, sweet pies. There's yeah, like yeah. meat pies. There's all types of stuff. Chicken pot pie, all types of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely say pie over cake. That's a really good question. I would also agree that it's a pretty important question because it it shows whether you have a childish palate or not. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And, and anyone who <laughs> said cake to this, what's up? <laughs> now I'm playing. I don't. I'm not sure who always was guests on this podcast, but I'm going to just say that I don't want smoke with any of you. <laughs> um, Except Griff. I want, I want smoke with Griff because right, right. that's my buddy. Hi Griff. <laughs>
0: um, I should keep a tally of the cakes versus spies. Uh, someone who is very devoted to this podcast. If you want to do that, I guess
1: that would be really great. If someone who is a passionate listener, just like, went back and gave us the official tally of cakes versus pies. And I hope that Santiago fully challenges you to do that (laughs) because whoever you are, you're hearing this. You are a super fan. Don't act like you're not like the biggest bit depth fan (laughs) in the city on the planet. So that little part of your heart, that's calling you to go back and make that tally, go ahead and do it. This is your, this is your calling right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm fairly sure it, leans on pie but you know there's the there's the occasional cake in there that yeah. you know But my, my wife and i are like i'm pie and she's cake and so gotcha. we like have this gotcha. funny joke i did not out, mean to yeah, at yeah.
1: all disrespect your wife by saying that liking cake is childish it's okay if you like cake i'm just making silly little comments for this
0: <laughs> recording but true <laughs> <laughs> Austin, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you, bro.
1: I really appreciate you having me. Like, I, I don't get asked to do things like this. This is really fun. Um, We got into some, some cool topics, and I hope that whoever uh, got an opportunity to listen to this, like, took something cool from it. And I'm grateful to share what I do with people. Where can we find you and your things? All right, so you can find me on Instagram at the real Austin Powers. You can also find my company, Digital Cowboys, on Instagram, just at Digital Cowboys. Um, Our website is temporarily down, but I'm working on that. So (laughs) be on the lookout for DigitalCowboys.net in uh, a very short time. Um, I have a few albums out on uh, Bandcamp, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that um, under King Scott and... um, yeah, uh real quick too, I just want to say um I didn't mention this. I talked like sh- very briefly about my friend Brandon Ross, so I just want to say real quick, he did a comp- compilation album. Man, I can't remember like when exactly it was, but it wasn't that long ago. Um uh benefiting uh suicide prevention and uh I got to put a beat on that project and uh there was a lot of other really talented bands and musicians on that and I just want to Uh, put a highlight on that because that's also available on bandcamp you can check that out it's called not alone okay um by the time that this has come out i probably will have done this but shout out to the press for having myself and dj zay okay july 15th at the press patio from 9 to 11 p.m thank you for coming out um to see the digital cowboys we really appreciated the energy that night it was really cool and if it hasn't happened yet please come out but Thank you for coming out We really had a great time
0: (laughs) I like the, you know Future past tense Yeah, that's what I'm trying to
1: do I'm trying to get into playing with time Because we work in recorded mediums And things come out much after we've like Deliberated and worked on them So why not talk in future tense?
0: Yeah (laughs) It already happened It was great Yeah We're manifesting it Yeah,
1: we're manifesting it right now
0: (laughs) Once again Thank you so much for doing this with me I'm Santiago Ramones Austin Scott, aka King Scott, the real Austin Powers. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. I have an EP, a short album, that is streaming everywhere right now. It's called Soundbites. The music you're hearing right now is from Soundbites. Listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you stream music, or buy it on Bandcamp, because a single purchase is the monetary equivalent of streaming it all day every day for a year I'm also working on another album so if you'd like to hear that at some point you can buy my music or you can support me on Patreon that's patreon.com slash Santiago Ramones follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with all the stuff that I'm doing both at bit.depth and at Santiago Ramones music there's also a discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast but it's also a community of beautiful human beings go to santiagoramones.com slash discord to join. If you like the podcast, leave comments on social media, leave reviews by saying how much you like the podcast, and tell your friends about it. I really couldn't be doing this without you, and I am so very grateful to continue doing BitDepth for this long. Thank you so much for listening to and supporting Bit Depth. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.